Hello, and welcome to a VO's journey. My name is Anthony Pika. I am your host, and I am super thrilled to be here tonight. I want to talk about knowing if you are on the right track. And you know, that's a tricky question, right? Because knowing if you're on the right track to what? Are you on the right track to success in your voiceover business? Are you on the right track to making the money you want to make? Are you on the right track to filling your goals? What is the right track? What should be the right track? And are you on it? All right? Cool. Let's do it. This is VO's Journey. With your host, the incomparable Anthony Pika. So tonight we're talking about being on the right track, all right? Uh, But before we do this, I want to take a quick moment. Make sure that you take some time and join me on the Facebook group, Avio's Journey, all right? Just head over to Avio's Journey in Facebook and uh, click to join, and I'll make sure I add you there, as well as um, you can join me on social media, like on Instagram at Avio's Journey, as well as Twitter, okay? Um, And uh, also, you can head over to the YouTube channel, Avio's Journey, over there and subscribe. Um, Love to have you, all right? So after that shameless plug, let's get back into what we're talking about tonight, and that is, are you on the right track? So for me, especially lately, I've been going through a huge kind of shift in my business. And what I mean by that is, is I've gotten to a place where, you know, I am doing more audiobooks again, and they are a lot more exclusive, meaning that, you know, I don't want to do things that are uh, less expensive than or less of the price than I would like to charge. And because then the reason why I'm doing that is because I've been so busy and I'm so thankful. I've been so busy in the coaching side of things and helping people that, you know, um, it, it does take some time. It takes a little bit of time. And I think that it takes a lot of it. Actually, that's not true. It takes a lot of time. I love it. It's like one of my passions. And I, I hope that comes across to the people I help because, you know, I, I absolutely love working with them. But because I'm doing that, it does take up a lot of time. So what I'm experiencing is a shift in my business in the sense of time-wise, because you guys know how much time already. So when I'm doing audiobooks, the time is interesting. I love audiobooks because for me, it is not a day, right? It's I get to set the amount of time. It's a negotiation, right? But of course, I get more time than just a day. Now, yes, it's more work a lot of times than just a day, but the reality is, is I can knock out a lot of stuff if I work for a couple hours in a day. You know what I mean? I can knock out 20, 30,000 words in a day if I work three three hours or so. You know what I mean? So that's pretty good. So I can, I can knock out a decent-sized book, you know, within a week or within five days or so. So, you know, that's something that I can do, but it's nice because I'm not – stuck to it, you know? And for me, and what I'm trying to see whether I'm going down the right path for me becoming a full-time voiceover artist is how can I judge what my income is going to be on a regular basis, right? And, you know, and I'm working on that. And I think that, you know, that's definitely something that is, 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 
in my mind constantly. And, you know, I, I want to tell everybody, you know, before we dive back into, you know, figuring out for you and like from what I'm doing and what you're doing, whether you're on the right track, is that, you know, voiceover is like, I mean, it's like a windy road, you know? I mean, you're going one way one time and then you you turn and go another way another time and you turn and go another way another time. And I mean, it really is never just a straight line, you know, just like life and just like business in general. Um, Buck, um, his name was, uh, was it was Buck Minster Fuller, Buck Fuller Minster, something, anyway, Buck M- Minster Fuller, I think that was his name. He was a... Um, and if I pronounce his, ring, uh, uh, his name wrong, I apologize. But he was a very famous inventor. And uh, he used to say that, you know, we take one step to the left. Then we correct and we take one step to the right. Then we correct and we take one step to the left. All right. We always take we always go in one direction and then we correct and go into another direction. And then he said the only straight lines are those that are in school. And I really believe that, right? If you look in nature, there's nothing that's straight. There's no straight lines. You know, um, sailing is so cool, right? Because, I mean, you're sailing, and when you're sailing, you know, you're, you're, you're constantly going with the wind. You're never going in a straight line, you know? You're going in one direction. The wind changes. You course correct, and you go in that direction with the wind. The wind changes. You go in that direction with the wind. It's like a dance. You're never going in a straight line, okay? And I think... I think for us as voiceover actors and as business owners, we've got to remember that. Don't be afraid to course correct. Now, I'm not telling you that every little thing that pops up on your computer, you should do it. But what I'm talking about is when you see an opportunity and it's working for you, don't be afraid to grow. All right. Don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to see if you can do that character voice. Don't be afraid to work on your editing a little bit or your engineering and maybe take on a couple of, you know, uh, help some people and take on some some jobs where you're engineering some things. You know, don't be afraid to grow. Okay, that's that's where we are. And I think for some of you, that can be a gauge to whether you are on the right track. All right, are you growing? Now, to dive deeper into are you growing, I, I want to talk about that because I think as a whole, that needs to be our gauge for all of us. Are we growing? Right? It's just funny. I'm reading this, um, finishing up. Well, I'm, I'm about three-fourths of the way through this book right now. It's called The Science of Getting Rich. And uh, it's another old book. It's in public domain. Basically, I've I've come, this company has, this is their third book with me. And they they've, they're taking all of these self-development books about success and getting rich and things like that from from a long time ago in the public domain, and they're paying me to narrate them. So anyways, this one's called The Science of Getting Rich. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, really, it's really cool, you know, because, again, it's, it, it talks about the mind, and it talks about how having something in your mind, you know, and you, you're thinking about it, you imagine it, you see it, comes a reality. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is in this book, it talks about uh, an old parable, of course, uh, which comes from the Bible. And, um, you know, it, it's it's the story about uh, the master and he has three servants and he gives each uh, servant something different. He gives the first servant five talents. He gives the second servant two talents and then the last servant one talent. 
And uh, he goes away for a period of time and he comes back. And when he comes back, he asks the first servant, uh, what have you done with your talents? And the first servant says, well, master, I've turned my five talents into 10. All right. So he doubled his talents. All right. So the master was seem, all right, that was good. So he sent the second um, servant. He said, well, what did you do with your talents? He said, well, master, I, I, you know, took my talents and I turned it into three. You know, I, I made an extra talent. He's like, all right, well, you know, that's something. And he talked to the third servant. The sir, third servant said, master, I have still one talent. And the master was furious. Then he said, I've given you one talent. How could you not grow that talent into more? You're wasting it. So I, I think that this really talks to us in the sense that, you know, we have to grow. And if we're not growing, we are wasting our time. We are wasting our talents. We're wasting our efforts. And the way we judge growth or the way we measure growth, I want us all to become really, really connected with that word measure. Because measuring where we are, measuring where we've been, measuring where we or or putting a measurement of where we want to go and, me, and how to measure that when we get there. That is how we determine success. Okay, that is how we determine whether or not we are doing what we want to do. And, and a big problem with that is, is I think is a lot of people never determine, first off, what their goals are. So the big thing here is, is that we need to set goals. Now, I've been, um, and I've, I've talked about this, uh, this book that's made a big impact in my life called The Four Principles of Success. There's a, a book, I didn't narrate this book, but I, I picked it up and, and read it, you know, as a self-development book. And, you know, the book really does talk about goals, but more so not necessarily goals. It talks about how to accomplish your goals. So I want to dive into that a little bit real quickly and, and maybe hopefully give you a blueprint of how to do that. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about your goals because I think at this point, if you don't have goals written down in, in some form or some fashion or typed up on your computer, you know, that should be the first thing that you need to do. And those goals need to be the way you want to live your life and your business. I saw a really cool thing on YouTube too, and I'll get back to this book, but it was this guy, I watched it today, and he was talking about how it's silly to write a, a business plan uh, without your life in the business plan, like especially for us, like, you know, for him. Now, this is just his take on it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying I thought it was really interesting because I never looked at a business plan that way before where I included my family. I included my my personal development. I included my life, my my finances, not just the business finance. So even though your business and your personal life, they're separate, they're really not. Right. And he gives a perfect analogy. And how can you he, he talks about going into a meeting and um, about to try to pitch somebody to purchase twenty thousand dollar product from him. And you're, you know, texting back and forth with your spouse or something. And you guys are arguing. Right. And, and you guys are furious and you're furious at each other. And then you're supposed to go and sell this product and, you know, produce this atmosphere that you are excited and thrilled. And this is you know they're they're going to they're going to pick up on something is wrong and the same thing for us right so i think that 
you need to incorporate your goals from a life standpoint, what kind of life you want to live, everything. How much money do you want to make to live that life that you want? Do you want a yacht? Well, you better put down how much money it's going to cost for that yacht. Don't. Let's not do this and hold out. I love this book, too, because it talks about, you know, we shouldn't stop and say, well, you know, we need to be modest. Well, that's, I mean, I'm not saying change what you believe in. Please, you know, you do your thing. But what I'm saying is, why are we working our butts off if we're not going to go for it? Let's go for it, right? Let's go for it. I mean, don't, let's not just do the bare minimum. Let's do it and let's, let's win. Okay. Because what do we got to lose? Nothing. I mean, we only got one time I'm getting on my soapbox. All right. So anyways, moving back to this story about, about us moving forward into the principles that I was talking about was that after you, you have, you take your goal. All right, or your goals, you're probably going to have a bunch of goals. But in order to attain what you want, in order to measure your success and determine whether you're on the right track, you need to focus on one wildly major, okay, they call, in the book it calls it wildly important goal. So it calls it a wig, wildly important goal. And it talks about picking one goal, one goal. So the first principle is you pick one goal because the idea is if you pick three goals, two or three or four goals, probably like three or four or five goals, right? You know, like a to-do list. Have you noticed the more you put down a to-do list, you don't get done? Stuff you don't get done doing, right? So it talks about you pick one goal. So I'm going to say for you, pick one to two goals max that you are going to focus all of your effort. Now, I'm not saying stop doing the rest of the things you need to do for your business. Okay, I'm not saying, Anthony, Anthony told me not to do my Fiverr gig that just came in. Anthony told me, I, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you got to keep doing the things that are vital to keeping your business going and the rest of your life. But the things that you spend the time focusing on, you need to pick one to two major, wildly important goals. Those are the two, one to two things you focus all of your extra energy on, all your mind, energy, everything. The second thing you're going to do Okay, is you're going to come up with a way to measure not the lag measurement. And in this case, a lag measurement is like the overall attainment of that goal. So, for example, let's use weight, for example. If I wanted to lose 50 pounds, okay, a lag goal would be how much pounds I'm losing. But I want to focus on lead goals. So lag goals are goals that when they are over, like you measure them after they're done. There's nothing you can do about them, right? You're measuring information after it's completed. It's passed. It's already done. We want to focus on lead goals. Lead goals are leading to success. So lead goals are things that we can do right now. So in this analogy we're using about weight, think of lead goals as, um, for example, lead goals could be working out each day and how many, how much, how, how many minutes you work out each day and how many calories you have. All right. So the idea behind lead goals are they need to be uh, predictable and they need to be um, they need to be that's what that they need to be predictable and influenceable. OK, you got to be able to predict the outcome and you got to be able to influence it. OK, and if you use that measurement, that's what a lead goal is. So because we know if we work out 20 minutes a day, OK, every day of the week and we eat a certain amount of calories that we're going to lose weight, okay? And so those are lead goals. So we're focusing on completing the lead goal, and then the lag goal would be how many pounds we lose. 
Most people don't focus on that. They just get on the scale and focus on how many pounds they lose. They don't focus on the lead goals. Now, of course, in the end, the lag goal, how many pounds we lose, that is the the overall main objective that we're trying to complete. But in order to do that, we need to focus on the lead goals because those are the things that we need to do in order to complete the lag goal. So that's the second principle that we want to focus on is to really narrow down that one or two wildly important goal that you've chosen in your business and come up with what the lead goals are going to be. What are your small daily actions that you need to complete in order to get that goal? So here's a perfect example. Let's say that you want to create an extra $1,000 a month in revenue, okay, from your voiceover business. So now you have $1,000 a month. Now, is it $1,000 a month? We need to talk more about that goal, right? That overall goal. Is it $1,000 a month consistently or is it $1,000 a month one month? If it's $1,000 a month every month, every month of the, of the year, okay, that's, a, that's another goal. I mean, that's a, that's a separate goal, right? Because $1,000 total in a month is one goal, but $1,000 consistently, we will approach that differently, right? So let's say I want to come up with $1,000 in consistent income for every each month. So that is my overall goal. Now, in order for your goal to be attainable, it needs to, be, it needs to have this wildly important goal. It needs to have of where you're starting, where you're going to end, and then when you're going to do it, okay? So you need to have, I'm going to, I'm starting at $0 a month. I'm going to end at $1,000 a month. And I'm going, I'm going to be able to reach this goal in one year. So at the end of this year, and you could say something like, by the end of this year, I will be making $1,000 a month. Then I will judge that by the last three months, I will make $1,000 each month. So starting in October, from October, September to December, I will have made $1,000 each of those three months, okay? That is your overall goal. You have, I'm starting from zero. I'm going to go to $1,000 by December 12th, I will, or by December 31st, I will know whether or not I've reached my goal by whether or not I start making $1,000 a month from October to December for those three months, okay? You could even say like the fourth quarter. For the entire fourth quarter, I'm going to make $1,000 a month, all right? So you have a clearly defined goal. You have a beginning, you have an end, and you have an end date where you are going to decide whether you've reached it. Now that you've done that, your job is to work backwards and to come up with daily lead goals that you can do regularly that's going to help you get to where you want to go. All right. So in this particular case, if we know we're trying to create a residual income, we're trying to create something that's going to come in on a monthly basis. All right. And we know we have to do it by this amount of time. We're going to have to do some things that we are going to have to create systems. We're going to have to put things on autopilot. We're going to have to create a process in which things happen every single month on a monthly basis 
to generate that income steadily for, you know, uh, starting getting it done by October, making $1,000 a month, because that's really the date we have, right? We know by December 31st, but we need October, we need to be making $1,000 a month. So for the next three months, we can make $1,000 to reach our goal. So in order to do that, we have to come up, we have to start thinking, you got to start really boiling down, okay, well, how could I get business coming into me regularly uh, on a monthly basis? So you look at, then you got to work backwards. Well, what things, where do I get business from? How can I get business? What do I need to do to get business consistently? All right, and you got to start thinking about that sort of thing or when, what can I do to make business on a residual income? You know, uh, uh, the first, one of the first things that pops into my mind is ACX and royalty share. You know, royalty share is one of those things where you make a consistent income, right? Or you can make a, a, a royalty every month. Now, of course, you're going to have to do a lot of audio books to get to $1,000 a month, or you might, only, you might only need to do a couple if you get some good winners, all right? But the idea is, is that's one way to make a monthly income. See, here's the deal. Instead of me just going out willy-nilly, I have a specific goal, and I know what I need to get it to. You know what I mean? I, need, I know what I need to get, and I need to get it by. So, like, for example, I said that, you know, yes, royalty share is great, but remember, royalty share in $1,000 a month, that might not be exactly what I need to do, okay? So maybe I need to look at, okay, well, how could I generate enough business on a monthly basis to where I can also do the amount of marketing because it's going to take me finding business, right? How can I make the amount of marketing and be able to record and do everything I need to do? So maybe I need to look at what ways could I, what things could I do every day to get business, all right? Well, we know that there's many ways you can find business, not just through freelance sites, but maybe you feel like, okay, in order to do this, I want to try, because remember, this is a test too, because it's it's got to be, now it's got to be predictable, okay, it's got to be predictable, which can be hard. One of the hardest things about this is, is trying to figure out how to really collect the right data in order to make the right decisions. That's that's the tough part. But if you can, I mean, you could change your entire life. You can apply this to everything. So maybe maybe we, we know that if you are going to be on freelance websites, you will get some business if you set them up correctly. All right. In order to set them up correctly, there is a couple of things that are tried and true that you can find out online. Adding samples, having a good profile, uh, responding in a certain amount of time, making sure that you are professional and you have a good demo. You know that those things are pretty much what's going to happen on every single freelance site. You're going to get some business. Now, maybe your goal is, maybe your, your lead goal is, is that every day you upload a couple of samples to some different sites after you have gone through and done the original work of getting yourself set up. But maybe your next lead goal is that you need to, and you, you want to have just, and here's another thing about the lead goals. You want to have no more than one to three lead goals a day, all right? Or one to three lead goals, period. You want to boil it down to the most efficient way possible. Now, mind you, that might not be the most efficient way, okay? Maybe the most efficient way is for you to go on to Craigslist and to look for five people. Look for five people. You come up with a template, you get your demo, you have five people and you create five dummy email accounts and you tell them exactly who to market to, who to email to, and you have the and you you tell them you're going to give them a commission. All right, and you pop onto it. All right, that is something that I'm beginning to work on in my in my business. 
because I realized that I have to be able to automate things if I want to get to a place where I can make it work. Okay, it's a shot. You don't have to pay them. They can earn a commission, right? But here's the point, though. You can do, like, things like this is what you need to be able to, like, because, and I'm thinking of this stuff to you, and I'm telling you, these are the types of things when you have a goal like this that your mind can generate, and you're going to go find, and you're going to go search for because you have a specific beginning, you have a specific end, and then you have an idea in your mind about, or then you then you know what date you have to have it done by. So you know it, it weeds out the things that you don't need to do, and you hone in on the things you do. All right, you guys. The, after all of this, and you have all this stuff in place, if you are on track and you are making it, and you to know that you are on track is that you are completing these lead goals on a daily basis. I love in the book because it talks about how this is so easy, but really it's deceptively hard. I mean, it's deceptively easy, but super hard because you have to do it on a regular basis or it doesn't work. You have to complete those lead goals or it all falls apart. Okay, you have to focus in on those main parts because it's going to be so easy to have an idea over here and it's going to be so easy. It happens to me all the time. I've got an idea over here. I'm like, squirrel. I got it over here, squirrel. I got it over here, squirrel. Right? I, it's so easy for me to do that. But you got to focus in and narrow, laser focus in on that. Okay, and if you can do that, you're going to put so much, you're going to over, I, I love in the book, it says it says like you're going to um, add an irregular or a a crazy amount, it, I, I'm not saying it right, but basically it says you're going to add a, an, a, an over, uh, an over amount of, of energy on a specific goal, right? You're going to, you're going to add so much energy to one goal that you have no uh, choice but to complete it. Okay. So I hope that this has helped you tonight. And you're going to know that you're on that track to success because everybody's different. And you're only going to know that you're on that track to success if you are completing your lead goals towards your own goals. Maybe your lead goals is to have some fun with doing some character work. And you want to do, you know, you want to do five, you want to do like five character works, you know, five characters, uh, and you want to create them and you want to have a portfolio and you want to mail them out and do a couple, you know, a month. You know, you you come up with a goal of what that is looks like from now to where it's going to end and by what time, and then you work backwards, all right, because that's your lag goal and then your lead goals are what you're going to do to get to that, all right? I mean, or maybe you want to make a total, maybe you want to make a million dollars. I mean, I'm not being joking about it either. Maybe that's what you want to do, all right? So if that's your legal, you're going from, well, I got nothing now, <laughs> so you go from zero to a million, and maybe you want to do that in the next I don't know. Maybe you want to do that in the next five years. Why not? So if you go from that, that is your, so you know in three years or five years, we said, you are going to go from nothing to a million dollars. You're going to keep a chart on your wall and every time you make something and it's from your business, you're going to write it up there what you've made. And then you're going to work backwards and make sure your lead goals of one to three things a day that you can do to make that money. And what's going to happen again is, is you're going to force yourself to come up with a very, Mo, like the most particular things that you can do in order to make it work. The the very, like, uh, the heart of what needs to happen. All right? All right, so I hope this helps. And and I, I'm really super excited about diving into this. And if you've listened so far, what I want to tell you is this is what is going to be um, 
the precursor, the idea behind a new mastermind that I'm creating. And um, I'm really excited about it. And, you know, it's going to be a mastermind group that is going to be exclusive that we're going to meet on a weekly basis. And we're going to hold each other accountable. And we're going to use this system. And there's some other cool parts about this system, but you can only do it in a mastermind. You can't do it. You can do the first parts by yourself. But in a mastermind, we work together to achieve each other's goals. We don't help each other like beyond outside the mastermind, but in the mastermind, we help each other. We hold each other accountable. We have contests to see who's doing, you know, who's keeping up with their own goals. You create your own goals. It's going to be a blast. I'm really excited about it. I'll give you more information later on, but you know, that's something that I'm really excited. But I think if you take this ideas and you run with it, you can really revolutionize your business. And then being a part of a mastermind, all right, can can, you know, two or two minds together are way better than one. Three are way better than two. It just grows and grows and it can become something really, really transformational. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening tonight. I mean, I'm just I'm thrilled that you did, and I I can't wait to do the next one tomorrow. Please, again, join the Facebook group of VO's Journey, and I will talk to you later. All right? Peace. Peace.